Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And this is Jordan, Jesse, go! This week on Jordan Jesse Go, we're joined by the great Matt Besser, and we discuss the possibility of the perfect hot box. Let's go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Beautiful day here mm-hmm. at the top of the mountain. It's not the top of the mountain at all. The top of the pops? Yeah, we are at the top of the pops. Sure. That's true. Move over, Adele. Here comes Jordan Jesse Go. <laughs> yeah. Is that what's going on? Yeah, I mean, well, we were certainly unseating Adele, yes. <laughs> America's favorite fancy thing to listen to. <laughs> I went to this um, public radio conference, and uh, this public radio host, that, whose name I, I shan't mention, made this big presentation. One of the core parts of the presentation was a sort of brag about breaking Adele in Canada. And I was like, and it was sort of the premise of this was how cool his show was. Right. And I honestly, I like the show in question, but I would not make Breaking Adele in Canada the centerpiece of any coolness-based campaign of any yeah, kind. It was, only, it was only a matter of time before Adele and Canada got together, you know? <laughs> I think that's, I mean, that is such a match made in heaven. Like, I don't, I don't really know anything about Adele other than uh, maybe the chorus to her song, and the fact that um, she's good for women's body images. Uh-huh. I know those; these are the two things I know about Adele. But it's like if someone told me, oh, yeah, she's Canadian, like it would not be a surprise to me at all. It seems like such a Canadian thing. Yes. I, the look, there's, let's introduce our guest and we sure. can get deeper into this. Yeah, I want to comment on that. Important <laughs> subject. <laughs> you, you know him as one of the members of the Upright Citizens Brigade, as uh, one of the founders of the Improv for Humans podcast, um, uh, legend of comedy. You know him, of course, as a male stripper on the hit television program, <laughs> New Girl, uh, Mr. Matt Besser. Hey, Matt. Thank you. So her image is good for uh, women's body image? What did you yeah, say? She's, she's, a, she's got a very realistic... Well, how'd you, how shape. did you put it? She's good for women's body images. Adele so, is. So if someone said, I'm dating this new girl and she's good for women's body <laughs> issues, sure. is that, that just means a picture she's... for you? Yeah. <laughs> just means that you're dating a husky lady. Sure. Yeah. She's huskier. Wow. You guys beat around the bush. <laughs> we're, we're early. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, we went to, Matt, we went to UC Santa Cruz, and I don't know if you know anything mm-hmm. about this. Uh, institution. So you might say that we're pretty good for women's body issues. Mm-hmm. Are you saying that's a big granola hippie kind of school? It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, we... I've been to your 420 day there. I think we've had that discussion. Here. Oh right, oh, yeah, yeah. Right. For your uh, for your Comedy Central pilot, yeah. You guys shot a sketch there and found them to be humorless. <laughs> they're, they're really uptight about weed. Yeah, that was. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> they're very serious about it. Yeah, I feel like them. Yeah, I feel like Santa Cruz and weed are kind of like Adele in Canada in that way. They're very sincere. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah, I mean, Santa Cruz has a very passionate love affair. I mean, Santa Cruz is deeply engaged in marijuana the way that 
aunts and uncles are deeply engaged in the ballads of Adele. I sure. think, right? It's just, it just, it's something, it's like, it's been, they, they felt like they were adrift. They found something, they finally found something that really meant something to them. And they don't want you to mess with that. You know what I mean? Yes. It's just one has, probably well, has more. fucking Grateful Dead uh, museums there, right? It's not a museum. It's like, it's like their the archive. archive. Yes, What's that even mean? Archive. What does that mean? Is it a SoundCloud? <laughs> the archive? Is his missing finger there? There's a, uh, there's a, there's a hermetically sealed chamber where you can uh, roll around in his beard trimmings. <laughs> Jerry Garcia's beard trimmings. <laughs> What does that mean, though? What is archived It's there? just a hot box that's been preserved for 25 years. Right. Oh, that'd be amazing. <laughs> Perfectly sealed. How long sealed. does weed smoke last? <laughs> just a listening... perfect hot box. It's just a, lis- a listening room where all the chairs have beaded seat covers. <laughs> <laughs> it's the letters of, you know, the letters of Jerry Garcia, I think. it's You know what? It's not even letters. the letters of... I took a class that... Um, he had a uh, famous correspondence with Ezra Pound, right? <laughs> Jerry Garcia and, and Groucho Marx. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just you know, trading, trading, uh, trading quips and Truman observations. They were known as the Tripartite Commission: <laughs> Ezra Pound, Jerry Garcia, and Groucho Marx. <laughs> oh, you just sorry, uh, you you misspoke. It's the Algonquin Roundtable. <laughs> Anyway, Matt Besser's our guest. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Matt Besser, guest. That, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a, it's a popular nickname choice. Oh, yeah. is that, a, that was supposed to be my nickname? You yeah. can be known as the guest. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you yo, say, I'm everybody's guest. I'm always on your couch. That's that. You know, that's good that you sold it like that. You know, because I was about to say, well, guest is okay, but it's a little bit of a cop out. But the you, fact you uh, kind of you added a, a life to it. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. Is, I made it a proud that. choice. You added sure. a little shtick. I, I like that. I like that you put a little material to it. It's good. I'm the guest. I brought some wine over. <laughs> I I also like that you've taken a sort of classic, a classic kind of late 80s white guy doing a rap voice character and transposed Wow, it. late 80s. That's insulting, Jesse. So tell me what the 2012 white guy doing a rap voice sounds like. Oh, it's the same. It's, it's it sounds like a white guy. Right. Because yeah. it is a white guy. But I like that. I really do like this context that you've transposed it into. A gracious house guest. Monikers with uh, rappers. I guess that's where they came from. Dang, son. This dip is hella nice. <laughs> um, okay, so some. Something... I love what you've done with the place, bitch. Sure. I don't know. Is Absolutely. that 80s, though? That was 1992 specifically. Okay, that was uh, yeah. That out. was that was uh, that was Robin Williams um, <laughs> <laughs> live at the uh, I don't know. Yeah, San Francisco venue. There you uh, go. I have so- something really, really intense happened to me that I I feel like I need, really need to get off my chest. This is um, 
like the, one of the more intense things that has happened to me lately, which oh, wow. is... Wow, is this like the beginning of an SVU episode? Yeah. <laughs> it's, wow, it's not that far. It's a... It's, Were it's, you walking your dog and it found a placenta in the garbage? It's always in the garbage. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I... Um, actual so, beginning to an actual SVU. So my, my dog's cocoa... It is actually related to my dog's. Okay. Um, my dog's cocoa and sissy are terriers, are uh, terrier mixes. And... Um, so they are, uh, they are really, and they're small, so they're really into, I mean, mostly they're into vermin. Like, they're really into... I thought you were saying garbage. Things <laughs> that, well, they're, Coco will eat anything. Coco will eat a piece of wood mm-hmm. if she finds it on the ground. But, Terriers are bred to go after vermin, is that what you're saying? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it depends on the size of the terrier, but your smaller terriers are often bred just to chase mice and rats and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. What about a possum? Yeah, I might go after a possum, but a possum's pretty big compared to my dog's. Yeah. Possum's about the size of my dog's. Is a raccoon? Raccoon's not vermin, is it? Well, it certainly mm, I is. I think so. I mean, yeah. it's vermin if, you're, if we're talking qualitatively. <laughs> like, if we're talking about, if we're trying to, like, make a value judgment, yes, a yeah. raccoon is vermin. Yeah. But I don't know if it... I don't care if they wash their food, okay? That's just... It's a, it's a fucking front. Yeah. When you wear a bandit's mask, I don't care if you're washing your food. You're a thief. Sure. So the main manifestation of this that has, you know, taken place in my life had for... Well, for a long time, we lived in a more urban neighborhood than we live in right now. And mostly what it meant was, if anything seemed... An 80s rap neighborhood? Yes, okay. Exactly. A lot of guys carrying giant boom boxes, mm-hmm. um, you know, just people dancing on cardboard. <laughs> One time, uh, once when I was a kid, uh, they actually shot the movie Sister Act in my neighborhood, and they actually took actually a very nice part of my neighborhood and transformed <laughs> it into an 80s rap neighborhood. Neon spray paint. <laughs> they literally, literally, they did that. It, that is an actual truth. There were bad parts of my neighborhood, too, that they could have used, but they took a nice part and put neon spray paint up that was up for and about six it just says something weeks. like, Dave is cool. Yeah. Like, <laughs> exactly. Very rudimentary understanding of tagging. So when I lived, when I lived in a more urban neighborhood, like it, they would see something sort of scuttly, a lot of times a bug or something like that, and they just sort of dive for it. And they never, that was never an issue. And sometimes if there's a spider or something in my house, they'll try and catch it. And that's not a problem. I mean, who likes spiders? I know that they catch other bugs that are worse and blah, 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 blah. Don't write to me, spider people. Right. Just one spider per household, please. Exactly. <laughs> um, but it doesn't, it doesn't bother me at all. And uh, since we've moved here to a more, I guess you would say, suburban context, they go after squirrels, which I knew was, was a thing. Dogs going after squirrels. It's like fancy rats. Yeah, the, <laughs> and the squirrels. I mean, it, gay rats, right? Squirrely. And yeah. I, didn't, I didn't have anything against the squirrels previously until they started getting into it with my dogs, and the squirrels get nasty. Mm. They go up the tree and they start fucking with my dogs. Once they're up in the tree, they start going ah. Right, so it's, it's mostly like, cursing. Yeah, and just lay low, Do you think squirrel. any of those are slurs? Yeah. Do you, think it's, right. Do you think it's racial? I definitely think it's mm. racial. My dogs are both Mexican, mm. and I think that they're... 
calling them so Mexican. it's not against this it's it's a mexican slur not a dog slur yeah i think it's a mexican <laughs> slur i think it's like i think it's like carlos mencia oh yeah okay yeah you know how he calls he calls people mexican slurs and he's not oh, mexican? i was thinking did louis ck say something about Mexicans no and no he stole that from <laughs> yeah carlos mencia steals all louis ck's best slurs <laughs> But the thing about the um, the thing about the squirrels is, mm-hmm. my dogs are pretty fast, but the squirrels are very fast, and also the squirrels are a no fools, and b can climb trees, and my dogs can't. Right, and so and the squirrels b are, probably outweighs a by a lot. Too. <laughs> yeah, so they <laughs> they are. I don't think my dog could ever catch a squirrel. No way. Um, I'm, and so while it's annoying that my dog is obsessed with the squirrels and my dog will go to the base of a tree and jump up in the air in hopes that one of the jumps will get it high enough that it can get into the right. branches of the tree. <laughs> and it will do this for 20 solid minutes barking continuously if I let it. If I literally, if I don't go and grab it and pull it inside. And if I, even if I pull it inside, it will sit at the back door <laughs> st- Daring fucking daggers at that tree, like I dare you to come down, squirrel. Like I dare you, I will go through this door. But that I thought I could handle. You know, like I can handle this. And my wife was thinking maybe we get a curtain for the back window door. You know, and then we don't have to deal with the dog staring at the tree. And but all manageable, all sort of like modern life my wife has gotten a curtain to keep me from certain things <laughs> i eat too much chocolate and ice cream she put a curtain over the fridge <laughs> if i can't see it your wife just has one of those one of those curtains like in a hospital room with two exactly. beds that she yeah, just moves around curtains. to control your field of vision enough tv matt <laughs> um so the other day, I'm out, I'm out in my backyard, and this is a, I'm just preparing our audience for this. this is actually a little sad. Um, I'm out in my backyard, and I'm on the play mat with my baby, and there's sort of we have this sort of play mat that has a little baby fence around it that the baby sits and plays in, and the dogs are out there and they're barking and doing whatever. And I look over. And there's a bird. Oh boy, I know where this is going. Simon was dressed up in his squirrel outfit. <laughs> <laughs> and it's really cute. I mean, I understand why you dress him in it. And um, my uh, my dog is freaking out, and I'm so I look over to see what my dog is freaking out about, and there's this bird sort of sw- flying around my dog's head. And I'm thinking, why is this bird flying around my dog's head? And I look, and there's this other bird on the ground that is, it's like not quite a baby bird. Um, sort of, it, it's flying into the air, but it can't really fly. Does that make sense? Like Sounds it like can, a baby. It's right, but I mean, it's not, it's, not like, it's not like cheap, 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 you know, little pink like it has feathers and stuff, but it's it's not quite a full grown. It's like okay, an adolescent bird, and um, and and I my dog is going for this bird, and I flip the I'm freaking out, and so I go after my dog, and I'm yelling at my dog, leave it, leave it, leave it, which is her leave it command, and she's actually pretty good at it. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
my dog is, I mean, this is all that exists in my, this is so <laughs> powerful in my dog's mind to chase something. Like the, the power of chasing something in my dog Coco's brain is more powerful than Carlos Mencia's tendency to steal jokes. <laughs> it is like the most powerful thing. And so this bird fell out of a nest, I'm assuming. I think it must have. So here's the thing. So I, th- I think it must have fallen out of the nest. And it, like I said, it wasn't a little tiny bird. It was getting up off the ground. And mm-hmm. before I could get there, my dog got this bird. And the bird was badly hurt. And I got my dog off the bird. And my wife came out. My wife flipped out. Uh, everybody's flipping out at this point. She grabs the baby. <laughs> she grabs the baby. I take the dog, put the dog in the house. Um, and this bird is there and the bird is, um, I mean, the bird is badly hurt and I had to kill the bird and it was the most difficult. It was the hardest grown upest thing I have ever, I mean, it was like, it was like one of those things. And it was weird because my wife was bawling. In the uh, inside the house, holding the baby, the dogs were inside the house. You know, they weren't. I I told my wife like, go away, don't look at this. I looked at this bird and I realized, oh my god, there's no way that if I call the SPCA or whatever that this bird is going to survive. It's too badly hurt. That I am going to have to do some like. I'm terrible at doing something like that. <laughs> so you, uh, so you. Chewed up some food, regurgitated a last meal into its mouth. <laughs> um, boy, yeah, you know, I did this a lot as a kid. We, uh, our cat, we had, uh, they had a swallow's nest. Um, the swallows would always build nests in our roof, and my cat would, um, uh, my cat would um, uh, pretty regularly grab the baby birds out of the nest and kind of leave them kind of Jesse, you need, around. you need to call your clean, the cleaner, man. <laughs> yeah, right? I'm like That's Harvey Keitel in Pulp Fiction. Guy, it's nothing to him. I'm just he picturing... comes in with his have, briefcase. Jordan, Absolutely. Jordan opens his briefcase, stones. takes out his air pistol, pumps it. It's very it's clinical. What? Five pumps, no emotions. It was, it was brutal, man. It oh, was right. really you your dogs hard. Have, your dogs haven't killed anything before? No, they've never no, killed wow. anything. Yeah. I, God, I mean, that's just... I, I think that bird I mean, was the dead when constant, it fell out of the nest. It wasn't... I mean, that's the, that's the thing. The bird was not dead. I mean, if the bird if the bird was dead, I mean, cleaning no, I up mean, a dead bird... No, I mean, it was doomed, I guess. It, it was. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. I mean, it, w- it was. That That's ultimately the most difficult thing about it. But... Like I said, I mean, it was so it was it was such a difficult situation because if it had been a little tiny baby bird, on the one hand, I would have been super super sad because it would have been a oh, little tiny baby bird didn't experience life yet. But That's what you mean? no, but I mean, little tiny baby bird is like a little tiny baby bird can. Um, Little tiny baby little bird. Little tiny baby bird. I just I felt like I had no certainty of. Uh, you know, once it's out of the nest, it's gone forever. It's as good as dead because it wasn't little the tiny. Bird baby should bird. not be on the ground. That's if the true. bird is on the ground, something's yeah, already be wrong. Soaring majestically. That's true. So this happened. All, but you are so the, the you are the Doctor Kevorkian. It, I've of clean, the birds. I've had to clean up dead animals before mm-hmm. that uh, have been. Hey, we've all worked at a fast food restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my my downstairs neighbors have a cat. Um, 
and two dogs and I have two dogs and animals also just die sometimes. I have had to clean up. I've never had to clean up something as big as a possum or something <laughs> really nasty. But, you know, there's I've had to clean up the occasional dead bird before. I've had to trap animals in my backyard in Los Angeles. We, we, you guys talking about trap them? We, you guys talking about um, raccoons. We got new grass in our backyard. And, and there were raccoons in it? Hold on. So one day I woke up and I looked out the window and our grass was rolled up. You know how, how grass comes in big rolls? Yeah. You just roll it down. It was completely rolled up, not torn up, not dug up, roll, rolled up. And I was like, what the fuck? Did some teenager? <laughs> it just looked like the most bizarre. And this is three days after we put it down, so it hadn't grown roots yet. When modern teens talk about rolling, <laughs> Matt, they're not talking about being on ecstasy anymore. They're talking about fucking with someone's landscaping. Modern so, teens are lame. So we, lo- we Googled it, and sure enough, this is this thing that raccoons do. They perfectly neatly roll up the grass wow. to look for grubs. So we, we had raccoons, possums, and a skunk in our backyard, and we put down traps where they trap it and take it out to the deep woods, um, the service. But we trapped like three possums, a skunk, two raccoons. It was crazy. Yeah, That's what intense. How do you yeah. how do you bait the traps? They put this feed inside the trap. Is it an all purpose feed? It must be. It got all those different animals. Yeah, I'm wondering if you need a different feed for the different uh for the different uh animal. Hmm. We had a skunk out there we had a skunk out there for a little while and the dogs wanted to fight the skunk. Mm-mm. Like, no, leave the skunk be, dogs. <laughs> Number one, the skunk is practically is the as big as the dogs. Of the small animals. <laughs> These are small dogs. Number two, what good can come of it? What good could come of? This is why I know my dogs are idiots. <laughs> because you could just leave the skunk Not be. Of, they, I, think, I think they don't make dogs, a pro and cons list. My dogs have always loved shitty smells, though. So maybe the dogs like a skunk letting off its shit is fucking awesome. It's like <laughs> that's, LSD. That's very <laughs> possible. Let's go get some skunk. <laughs> Yeah, I remember as a kid the first couple of times that the cat, you know, got some birds and kind of, you know, left them left them flopping on the doorstep. Like it was weird not to be like having to learn to not be mad at the cat. Yeah. To like, you know, not think your animal is a cold blooded murderer. Yeah. Um, it's their nature, man. Yeah, they love it. But you know, then they'll do something cute and you're like, nah, all right, get out of here. You don't even remember killing that bird. I just like I I've my parents have always had Shih Tzus, mm-hmm. and according to my mom's research, they originated in I guess Asia somewhere, maybe China specifically, but were trained to be in the big cuffs of the emperor and jump out at an attacker's neck and hold on. That was oh, their wow. that was their specific training. And if you know a Shih Tzu, you're like, what? Sure. Look at this kill. The emperors of Japan te- had a great sense of humor. They're like, <laughs> what would be the funniest attack animal? Their teeth do look, if you look at their face blown up, it looks like a dragon or whatever. It, looks, oh. it does look <laughs> yeah. scary, but there's tidy little dogs. Uh, the wildlife that go, that's going on around here really upsets me. I don't care for wildlife. Too much. Number sure. one. Yeah, there's too much wildlife. Get out of here. This is people country. You'll get mountain lions and cougars. There's a, there, I, I will be walking my dog, and there will be like a double-sized coyote just posted up in the middle of the street. Smoking? <laughs> like it just doesn't give a <laughs> Throwing fuck. Throwing its butts on the ground. 
Yeah, like like the Fonz outside the high school. Sure. <laughs> like, yeah, fuck you. And then the coyote uh, hits a jukebox, and a record goes on, and then just all the song is is, <laughs> just plays coyote noises. <laughs> like, oh, this is music to us. Um, man, my cat did something weird last night that I, I can't really get, get a handle on. Um, I, when I left the house, I had left the fridge door open and she got in there and she got, <laughs> you leave a fridge door open? I had this, um, I had this 12 pack of beer that was like unwieldy okay. and I thought I closed it, okay. but I think it didn't, didn't latch properly. So when I came, it was, um, you should understand that Jordan's other name for his fridge is beer make cold box. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. all it is. Um, and so my cat had gotten in there and she got a pack of ground beef, just like a pack of ground beef and a pack of salami and she mixed had, it, uh, ground it up into a nice sausage. <laughs> a sort of tartare. Really? Yeah. yeah. She's into like German food now, like German fusion. It's really, it's really cool. She was making some spätzle to go with it. Right. And she chewed up the packaging and drug it all over the house so there was ground beef and salami slices all over the house but she did not appear to have eaten any of it like it was like all it the attacked gr- and played with it yeah it, it like she loved chewing up the packaging and she loved dragging the meat all over the house um, <laughs> but for some reason didn't didn't think to eat it i don't know i don't know why that didn't seem the cats like just straight up meat yeah, I guess not, but but she carefully chose the things out of the fridge though. It seemed right. like she treated she it like an animal. She didn't to drag attack. the she didn't drag the brie around the house. No. Um so that was weird. Um and uh and then I had this like and then just the house smelled like meat. And then I had a hard time sleeping because of phantom meat smells. Hey, that's gross. <laughs> oh, does it I'm like does it smell like meat? It doesn't smell like meat anymore, but I'm just <laughs> Super paranoid there about meat, meat under my pillow. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then I looked. I, then I looked. Uh, and then I looked next to me, and I had been uh, fucking a steak all night. <laughs> and you don't have cats. I'm like, oh, yeah, I know, and I don't have cats either. So yeah, no, it is. It was like she she ripped something apart and got to and got to like maul something, but it wasn't for food. It was just like you know for fun. Anyway, very strange. Wow! Yeah, cats are into cats are into the mauling process. Yeah, right? yeah, because my cat never ate any of those birds that she killed. It was all about like, you know, paralysis. Like she was into causing paralysis, and then the kind of trophy. Yeah, maybe she thought she killed that meat and was leaving it for me. Like, hey, fucking look what I did! I killed this meat animal. Well, with dogs, I learned this when I was uh, when I was training uh, Coco. Uh, dogs have this multi-step prey-chasing cycle that involves, you know, like pointers. Sounds like my wife. Hey. I'm not married. He's he's unmarried, (laughs) single. Um, But, you you know, like... But I do have a joke wife that I like to insult randomly. the, the The various things that dogs do, you know, like shaking, shaking something and pointing at something... And barking to alert and chasing things down and eating things are like the five different steps of a dog chasing prey. And the crazy part is that with breeding and training, you can essentially arrest the dog at one of those points. 
So like a hunting dog, you, you know, uh, some dogs, some hunting dogs are bred to be arrested at the pointing part. So they, uh, they find some prey and then they go straight at pointing towards it. So mm-hmm. when they're a puppy and they point at something, the owner just causes some sexual trauma exactly. to arrest that dog at that point in its development. Precisely. And as long as they in don't get psychiatric help. We're from the South, and pointing is considered very rude. So mm. we just arrested at the shaking. Right. Sure. <laughs> right. And uh, I don't know. Like, it's, it's amazing to me that dogs have these little, these little like, five-step brains. And you can just say, okay, lock it down here. Like, no, stop it here. We're going to go to shake and then stop. And what's funny is that you, if, if you have a dog that where the, where the desire to eat the thing that it's shaken to death has been bred out of it, it will do all of the parts of hunting that it has millions and millions and year, millions and millions of years of breeding uh, to hunt food to feed itself. It will get to the part where it eats and then that's where it will stop. It's crazy. Be like if... In, if there was no sex in the future and people still went out on dates and bothered to talk to each other. It, it, you know what it's really like? It's like if there was no sex in the future, uh-huh. but people still put penises in vaginas and then... St- just in ritual? They just, like the way you shake hands? Yeah. Like they, up. they just put it in there and then like went to sleep or something. Guys, you're basically just outlining that, that the plot of Demolition I Man. <laughs> I guess I hadn't seen that, but I appreciate you letting it's me a, know. It's a sexless future. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, That's what the new Total Recall is going to be. Right, yeah. Anyway, I had to kill this bird, and it was really hard. Did you use a trowel? Dustpan. Huh? Dustpan. Okay. Do you, do you now, do you look at the dustpan in a different way? Do you have a hard time... It's a killing weapon. ...sweeping yeah. up with it because it's... Yeah, it I took, haven't had to deal with that yet. You're going to find yourself threatening your dog with that dustpan in a couple of months and go, wow. what have I become? Yeah. Wow. That is really intense. You I should get... put it over your mantle. Like, or, or you know, what? a guy would his, his yeah. hunting his hunting. Yeah, I was going to say, next time you hear a bump in the night, you're, Just, go, you're <laughs> going to reach for the dustpan. <laughs> get my dustpan. <laughs> you should carve notches into the dustpan <laughs> for everything you have to kill with it. The duster. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Matt Besser, the guest. Um, so sometimes, um, in, 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 to the extent that we prepare for this show, which is hardly at all, um, you know, just in I the. I file my teeth. Right, yeah. That's just to intimidate the guests. Right. You cool down your beer. Yeah, I like to cool down the beer. Um, A lot of our guests are Olmec. That's why I like to intimidate them. Sure, right. Yeah. Um, You know, just like when when I'm doing stuff during the week, I'm like, oh, would this make a good conversation? Would that make a good conversation for uh, for the podcast? And and it's happened a few times where stuff has happened to me, but I haven't had a lot of faith in uh, in the thing as, you know as an entire conversation. So um, I think what I want to do now is just present you guys with a few different things that have happened to me that I think might be fun to talk about. Uh, I will title them. You guys will choose which one we should talk about. Gotcha. Uh, I'm calling this a grab bag. I know we haven't titled it before. It's a grab bag. I love this. uh, So so do you guys want to talk about Jason Statham catchphrase, Asia Massage, 
or come meet my girlfriend? I don't know the I'm first gonna... guy. So I'll go Asian massage. I mean, okay, I'm down for Asian I know massage. Your audience wants to hear that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so too. Um, okay, so I uh, I've been doing um, I've been working a couple days a week in um, for this internet show, and they their offices are kind of they were hastily set up as most internet shows are uh, in this kind of really really sad slash shady office building in North Hollywood. And if I was to describe the neighborhood around this, it's mostly, like, weed dispensaries and those, like, um, styrofoam steam tray Chinese food restaurants. So it's basically... Mm, I love styrofoam. Yeah, styrofoam's the best. Um, especially if it's got some little snow peas mm. in there. So they've actually got, like, temporary office workers working at the foosball tables. Right, yeah, exactly. Gotcha. Um so yeah, you know, it's just there's no signage on this office building. It's just offices, and I imagine there's a ton of turnover uh, within the year. And um, so it's it's us in there, and there's uh, there's two other things in the office building right now. And the only way you would know it is just by the elevator. There's one of those things where you stick the little plastic letters into. Mm-hmm. And so there's something called the it is called the Humanity Fund. And I know that is very, very similar to the Seinfeld Human Fund, uh, and I don't and and what the I don't know what the Humanity Fund does, but it seems to just be Russian guys in their mid twenties drinking coffee and smoking. <laughs> Humanity Fund, and then there's something called TK Asia Massage. And Technical knockout, <laughs> <laughs> right? The happy that's ending in this case shit. is a is, that's the is you're new... down for a ten. We count. knock you out. <laughs> um, so I, I mean, I think I think you know it's pretty clear what's going on at TK Asia Massage. There's no signage. The only the only thing you see is that you know little placard before you get into the elevator. So you're saying definitely whorehouse. That's what you're telling me right now. I mean, ninety percent chance. Okay, they also have, uh, I've scattered around, they have these little, you know, like at frozen yogurt places, you get the punch cards for like, oh, buy five and the sixth is free. They have that. They have punch cards, and it says, it says on the top, um, uh, it says, please present when coming. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the my punch God. Card. Come on. Um, yeah, so, <laughs> anyways. So let, let's let's say this is a this is a hand job establishment. Okay. Uh, I saw two two dudes coming out, and these were like these were like um, you know kind of like young kind of early twenties like rowdy Hispanic guys, and they're coming out of this thing like they so they come out and they're like laughing and like slapping each other on the back and like high fiving like. I hope they're not about to run into the Russian guys. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? You Russian, <laughs> right? So it's like it is like it's like these guys both went in for a hand job, but they were treating it like they had a really good game of like Papa Shot or <laughs> well, definitely Papa or like, Shot or like they played a really great prank. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and so two, yeah, it re- like could you this these guys' friendship really like blew my mind because like you go in. And just fucking get a hand job with your buddy, but then you also treat it like I think you there know. are people whose there are men whose friendship with other men is largely predicated on their ability to share and celebrate things that should be shameful. 
<laughs> like there's like and just like you know you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like Catholic priests. <laughs> <laughs> you know those dudes after they you know after they fucking yeah they meet put, a, put, a, put a pinky like, into we, an altar boy. They we just know why we're here. Five. They go to Buffalo Wild Wings. Ten o'clock happy hour. Three dollar drafts. Three dollar wells. Um, yeah, so it was weird that these guys were, like, broing out over this. Uh, that terrifies me. There, there is this, I mean... Especially if it's, I don't know, yeah. That you think they both got it from the same lady, or they both were serviced at the same time? Oh, yeah, I don't the know. The reason I ask is, are they both coming off the same high at the same time, or is one guy had relaxed for 30 minutes, not quite as happy as the guy who just got the happy ending? Yeah, I mean, I don't know, I mean... TK Asia Massage prides themselves on timing, you know. Right, time. <laughs> yeah, they timing. know. Yeah, right. They uh, they're like, yeah, this is it's this is a twenty five minute situation every time. Um, yeah, or I mean, what's, take, we take more than thirty minutes, you get the hand job free. <laughs> so what is the? But what's weirder? These guys broing out over a high five, or maybe they were just broing out over a great massage. Like, is that weirder behavior? Like, fuck yeah, bro, I'm so relaxed. My spine is, my coccyx is all in order. I don't know. Wow, man, you're making a lot of assumptions. What if, uh, you know, Obama's just shot ahead in the polls and they just found out about it on their phone? Oh, yeah, maybe it was. Maybe they were broing out about something completely unrelated. Romney had a big slip up. Yeah, man. <laughs> Could be. Could be. <laughs> okay, that's that one. So, yeah, I think I was right. That was That was not really a full segment of conversation. I want you to know that I'm picturing your workplace as being in the same sort of combination strip mall office park is where our friends Matt and Jimmy record Never Not Funny. Uh, sadder. Wow, sadder? Yeah, oh yeah. Like, no offense to Matt and Jimmy. Their, their office yeah, I've is... been there. Their office Sad. is nice. I mean, their office yeah. is totally pleasant and nice, but there's these, there's these guys down the hall that smoke in the bathroom <laughs> and it is the grossest thing in the history of the world and i don't know if these guys are russian someone would have to ask them you russian but they're cer- the dude you guys don't think everyone who smokes is russian do you <laughs> i'm I pretty mean, sure right i don't oh, you think smoker means russian yeah, yeah dennis, dennis leary is russian right <laughs> that guy's russian well, he smokes he loves russian to smoke. the grave with those coffin nails folks <laughs> <laughs> What about Russian Prime Minister Joe Camel? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm pretty sure that. You, so wow, sadder. Yeah. Because um, there's no Seven Eleven, you can't just get a big gulp. There is actually a Seven Eleven. Yes, there's Seven okay. Eleven on the corner. So if I needed a big gulp, okay, I just get great. it at TK Asia Massage, you right? Could, you could slake your thirst. Can we? Sure. Can Can I ask that we kick it over to number three now? Topic number three. Topic number three. Oh, what was that? Was that? Oh, that was come meet my girlfriend. Yeah, come okay, meet my girlfriend. Okay, this is this is last night. I was out at a I was out at a at a bar in this kind of really um this huge like super Russian guy. huge Russian guy, <laughs> huge Hispanic guy comes up to me and he's like, "Hey, um would you mind coming over and meeting my girlfriend?" Wow. And I had just had that morning um 
that morning I had had a guy just, I was on the sidewalk and a guy stopped me and said, hey, um, you're Jordan Morris, right? I love Jordan Jesse Go. And that doesn't happen too, too often. So I was kind of like riding the high a little bit. Because he recognized your voice walking past. Right. I'm just like, hey, (laughs) yeah, I was just doing that. Um, So, yeah. um, And so, you know, I was just like, oh, of course. Well, this is the day where everybody finally uh, realizes how great I am. (laughs) (laughs) So it wasn't weird to me. Although the ship was coming in. Right. So it's it's a weird and I it didn't. It also didn't occur to me that, like, maybe you, this... You said Mr. Peabody, I presume? <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, you know, probably, uh, you know, big big Hispanic guys um, probably aren't our core demo. Anyway. Right. Um, well, they're an element the of our core demo. Hispanic guys. Right, yeah. Love you. Sure, absolutely. I don't know. It depends on what kind of big we're talking about. Um, so yeah, but, but, you know, I was like, oh yeah, sure. So he, he takes me over to the table where his girlfriend is sitting and she, uh, I mean, she's just like, she's just this crazy piece of work. Like she's, you know, like, like, you know, suicide girl times 10, like, like tattoo sleeves, like pierced diamonds in her cheeks. Yeah. Like one of those, um, chin piercings. Like she's just, you know, she's just, um, like, yeah, the craziest like emo goth girl you've ever seen. Anyways. And he's like, oh, honey, this is Jack. Uh, this guy thought I was Jack Osborne. It was taking me over <laughs> to meet his fucking punk rock girlfriend. Uh, did you play with it? No, I, I, I should have. I should have, like, signed autographs and, like, taken fucking arm's length camera phone pictures. But... God, I got this all the time in college. People thought I was Jack Osborne. And when it, Jack Osborne was a famous person. Yeah, it's so weird. Like, he's the only member of the Osbournes that is not currently still kind of famous. Like, Kelly Osborne is on E! sometimes, and you know Sharon Osborne hosts things. But, like, he is the only one who, like, isn't currently on something. But I fucking still get it. I don't know. Ozzy Osborne continues to be legitimately meritorious for things he did in the 70s. <laughs> sure, yeah, you can just coast on that. Did she go, did you immediately say, no, I'm not? Or did she go, oh, yeah, hi? No, I, like, she, it, it was, it was a, you know, there was a 20-second delay between him saying, this is Jack, and me going, what's going on here, mm-hmm. man? Oh, okay. <laughs> like, so I, like, shook her hand and... And then got a look, and I'm like, oh, God, I'm so sorry I'm not. I have had sex with multiple women thinking that I was Lyle Lovett. <laughs> I just ride that Lyle Lovett pussy train. But I mean... Was one of them Julia Roberts? <laughs> yeah. Awesome. For two years, I fucked her. <laughs> she actually divorced me. He had left her two years earlier. <laughs> Um, so yeah, God, I, I, you guys would not believe the boy George ass that I get Just (laughs) the amount of, to be fair, I think you could get all those, uh, men's room hand jobs without (laughs) looking like, I think, I don't think looking like boy George has. Now that I think about it, a lot of them are just through glory holes. Yeah. Yeah. How do they know? Yeah. I always just say I'm George Michael. I I always try and, I always try and tap out with my foot that I look like boy George a little bit. Oh, it, like, in Morse code. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so that was one. Okay, uh, we got we got one more left. Oh, here, this Jordan. is Jason Statham catchphrase. There yep. was going to be a fourth. It was cat dragged meat all over that. Right. Sure, we, uh, we've been over that. Um, cat dragged meat sounds like a good Ted Nugent follow-up song <laughs> or a Primus album. Mm. Um, 
so uh, my like kind of cleaning up the house peripheral vision movie today was uh this Jason Statham movie on Netflix Instant called Blitz. I don't know who that is. Oh God, he's uh, you know he's in the Transporter movies. He's oh, this yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, British yeah. guy. He's yeah, guy tough movies. ass. Yeah, um, sort so, of the boy George of cinema. Right. Mm. Yeah. Exactly. So um, there's this new Jason Statham movie in theaters, and uh, uh, not not having a lot of luck wrangling people to go see it with. It's called Safe. It's called Safe. Yeah. yeah he has I to defend some sort of um, child prodigy. It's like the wizard, but with more kicking. Um, it's like the professional, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, so this this movie, I guess, didn't come out in America. It was it was made by uh, some sort of British film company, and it's really like it's super super British. There's a lot of jokes about like it's directed by Mike Lee, right? Yeah, exactly. Mostly improvised. Yeah, um, he's you know there's a lot of jokes that like clearly are just like British culture jokes that I didn't get. It was, it was like, hey, you supports Manchester U, and I'm like, nah, I don't know what that is. I mean, I'm aware <laughs> that that's something soccer related, and like yeah, lots of jokes about like you know. Well, that's the 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 lower South End for you, <laughs> like just stuff I didn't get. Um, Ain't that wizard, right? Yeah, and there's and there, um, and you know, it's kind of just like this, like it's like a law, a long Law and Order episode where Jason Statham is Ice T. Uh-huh. Like it's like he doesn't do a lot of like ass kicking or stunts in it. He just kind of wanders around and interrogates people. But he does have the ponytail. Yeah, right. Yeah, he does, and he's married to Coco for some reason. Yeah. Um, Her accent's actually pretty solid in that movie. It, it's great. You would not, you couldn't, yeah, you wouldn't know that she's not from Wales. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you squint, it's basically Catherine Zeta-Jones. Yeah. Um, but he had this really... With another Catherine Zeta-Jones balled up in the butt area and a third Catherine Zeta-Jones balled up in the boob area. Sure. Wow. Um, some Catherine Zeta-Jones shaped tumors. Uh-huh. Um, but he had this really, like, bizarre catchphrase that I'm like, oh, is this just another British thing that I'm not getting, or is this just the world's worst catchphrase? So he's interrogating this guy about, you know, when did you see the suspect leave this area? And the guy's like, the guy's telling him, and he stops in the middle, he's like, don't you want to write any of this down? And Jason Statham basically looks into the camera, like, they set it up like this is his fucking catchphrase moment. He's like... Do I look like the kind of guy who carries a pencil? <laughs> and he said that more than once? No, he just, he said that once, but like it was shot in the same way that like when fucking Schwarzenegger impales a guy in commando and says stick around. Right. Like and then there's like a hard cut away from the scene. It's like, "Oh, do I look like the kind of guy who carries a pencil?" I don't know. Like that was supposed to be the big. Also like that I don't I bet a lot of people don't even know what pencils are anymore. I know, right? <laughs> you know, nobody carries a pencil. The answer would have been no. Write it on, down on your cell phone, you fucking asshole. <laughs> right. Yeah, get the notepad app out of your cell phone. <laughs> but yeah, is carrying a pencil in like in 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 the UK, is carrying a pencil like a fey thing? Is it a, is it like are you a sissy if you're carrying a pencil? Is that because he really like took offense at the fact? It sounds like a six-year-old screenwriter. (laughs) (laughs) Not not thinking about things. My best friend is a dragon. Yeah, (laughs) sure. And then Jason Statham eats ice cream for dinner. (laughs) (laughs) 
I wish that I wish that we lived in. Do you ever like want to live in a country where the entertainment industry is underdeveloped? And so, while on the one hand it's hard to make things that are really good, it's relatively easy to make things that are ill-considered. I was in, I was in, that, I was right? in Italy for a good three weeks last summer. And, you know, on the one hand, I'm going to museums and learning about all the greatest geniuses of history. Like, literally, the right. biggest geniuses of history. The fattest ones. Uh, okay. <laughs> that would be literally. Um, <laughs> you know, Galileo, Da Vinci. And then you go back home and rest before dinner and turn on the TV and you see the comedy on Italian TV. <laughs> it is so retarded. It's so crazy. It's all about boobs and farts and big noses and stepping on people's feet. And 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 I couldn't, you know, I don't know Italian, but I knew exactly there was, there's this variety show on. You can look this up. It's called the Colorado Cafe. The Colorado <laughs> Cafe is the number one comedy variety show in Italy. What do they think that means? I know, exactly. And even the backdrop looks like Arizona. It's like this Arizona desert, which looks nothing like Colorado. Right. But everyone's kind of dressed up like cowboys. It's very weird. Is this weird. supposed to be making fun of America? No, it's, it's not. It's just... <laughs> What what's it's like the way we use the word cafe instead of coffee house. I don't know. It's just a weird I don't know what it and there's is. There's guys with big prosthetic noses and they step on each other's feet. But they'll do like a CSI um parody or or whatever, but it's just crazy stupid and it's their biggest thing. It's like even it makes two and a half men look like an HBO show. <laughs> And and why? Why are they? What are we? They're talking? obviously not stupid. Are we talking about like a see? Like they're looking at a dead body and then it farts or something? Yeah, exactly. The I remember the CSI was kind of a. It was like a child. It was like the C was like C, like I see you and you and I. It was like what the <laughs> hell so is a lot going? of letter puns. This one was, but wow. just crazy. It looks like it's written by junior high school kids. Are there like people yelling ay ay ay? Oh yeah, we saw this one thing where it was literally like a duo, and one guy like grabbing the other guy's nipple and it going, <laughs> and the other guy grabbing the other guy's crotch going. <laughs> 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 I'm like, what? This is so. Wait, so do in you think- vaudeville, this would have been booed off the stage. <laughs> do you think maybe they have, you know, Italian TV on on some sort of some sort of channel that's you know that's up there, and maybe on late at night they have, you know, they have a Portlandia or they have a Louis. no, they don't. I I, I was, really uh, don't think so. I was actually recently, not that long ago, in in Italy shooting, put this on, and I fell into this conversation with our producer who's Italian, lives in Italy, but um, had lived in the United... went to college in the United States. And uh, his name is Gianluca, and Gianluca was telling me about how much he likes David Letterman. And Gianluca's English is fantastic. It's plenty good enough to get what's funny about David Letterman, and they do get Letterman there. But Letterman is like the only American thing that they get there, and he loves Conan and wishes that they got Conan there. And he was t- he was telling me about how 
he, he and I were trying to explain to the other guys at the table like why Letterman was funny. And we were, we fell into trying to explain this bit that they did on Letterman called How Many Spider-Mans Fit in a Jamba Juice mm-hmm. that's very close to my heart where they, where they just sent people in Spider-Man costumes into this Jamba Juice with a big picture window uh-huh. until it was sort of three quarters full of people in Spider-Man costumes and then they said they ran out of Spider-Mans and so they started sending people in wizard costumes in there and then just people in Dracula costumes and stuff. <laughs> and anyway, um and Gianluca was Gianluca who's Italian was just all he could all the only thing he the main thing he liked about Letterman like it wasn't really about the extra levels of anything. Right. It was just that he actually makes jokes. <laughs> like that was the main thing that he likes about Letterman. <laughs> and like it and in not that he was so unsophisticated or something like that. It was basically just like it's nice to have someone who goes to the effort to make a joke about a thing. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I always, it's funny, uh, you know, like, I think we've all probably run up against a, you know, uh, a, an American British comedy hipster who just, like, insists that, every, just, that everything that is on that comes from the BBC is funnier than everything that comes from America, period. You mm-hmm. know, like, people who will talk up like black adder and stuff like that mm-hmm. um and you know like like oh well there's the things that everyone loves from england but then people will just go super deep and just insist that because it because it um came from england it's got to be better um i was i would love to run into like just like a silver lake hipster who was just like i don't know man sabado gigante it's the funniest <laughs> show on tv i fucking i get it subtitled <laughs> I don't know. And then there's another hit. Like, we don't get it. Like, there's this, they're like five levels ahead of us. They're like, we know this is stupid. That's what's funny about it. Yeah, they're, yeah, right, exactly. The other dude is like, I don't know, Sabado Gigante's all right. I'm sort of more into Tutti Frutti Gigante. (laughs) Like, of the Gigante programs. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I was into that a couple of years ago. I mean, I get why you like it, but yeah, exactly. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Matt Besser, a.k.a. The Guest. Sponsors this week, my friend. Number one, of course, our friends at Ask Metafilter. Ask.metafilter. Dot com. You know their slogan. You've got questions. Ask Metafilter has answers. Is that right? <laughs> no. Food, folks, and fun. There you go. Is that what it is? I think so. Uh... It's either Ask Metafilter or McDonald's in the early 90s. Right. It's one of the two. One or the Big Mac tonight. Big, yeah, that's it. All, I remember that if you go to askmetafilter.com, there's a guy with a big moon head that sings a weird song. Oh, and then you get Monopoly game pieces. Exactly. For going to ask Metafilter. And then you, sometimes you'll get, um, you know, the Boardwalk Empire piece. And yeah. sometimes you'll get free small fries. Anyway, I've got some, uh, I've got some difficult questions that I need answered. So I'm going to head down to McDonald's. Okay. <laughs> no, Jesse, you just go to Ask Metafilter. <laughs> Ask.metafilter.com, our sponsor. Uh, uh, the Jumbotron empty this week. But if you want to get your personal or commercial message up on the Jumbotron, just go to MaximumFun.org slash Jumbotron. It's cheap. It's easy. 
Uh, if you want to sponsor an upcoming episode of Jordan Jesse Go, just email Teresa, T H E R E S A, at maximumfun.org. Hey, Jordan. Yes. Guess what the fuck we just announced? What, uh, what did we just announce? Max FunCon East. Oh, I thought, uh, well, I just announced what Jason Statham's uh, <laughs> ridiculous catchphrase was in that direct to Netflix crime thriller. No, Max FunCon East, Jordan. Oh, that's great. By the time you're listening to this... Can the this... official slogan for Max Con- FunCon East be, um, do I look like I use a pencil? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Okay. Well, at least on this show, that can be the official slogan for Max FunCon okay. East. I'd I, like it to be on the t-shirts. Uh, tickets tickets on sale May 2nd at mm-hmm. MaxFunCon.com. Uh, it is going down October 26th through 28th in the Poconos. Are you just trying to steal some of the buzz from the Avengers by announcing it so close to the... Uh, yes, okay. I am. I figure uh, I figure that I can... I'll, I mean, it'll probably be 60-40 buzz-wise mm-hmm. in terms of Max FunCon versus Avengers. This, see, this is what we in show business call counter-programming. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> this is like the Meryl Streep rom-com. Well, see, nerds will be Where going to see... there'll be more see... mutants as part of the Avengers or at Max FunCon. <laughs> well, there's no mutants on the Avengers, Matt. You're thinking of the X-Men. Oh, really? No one on the Avengers is no, mutated. No one on the Avengers is mutated. No, uh-uh. Isn't the Hulk a mutant? Well, no, mu- uh, mutation in the Marvel world is something that... That happens. It happens at puberty. As a mishap. Yeah. Or versus a mishap. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Sorry, guys. That's See, okay. that's the kind of shit I got at Max FunCon. <laughs> <laughs> Matt came to Max FunCon and just went fishing the whole time. <laughs> no, I did it. I tried once. <laughs> he got I, called I, out. I did. I got. I got narked on. <laughs> I was the only guy fishing on the whole lake, and some member of the lake called me out what are you doing here fishing and he's like you can keep fishing if you name the differences between the watchman comics and the movie (laughs) and you couldn't do it anyway max fun con east uh october 26th through 28th on the east coast uh in the poconos uh it's going to be totally amazing we've already booked some Really spectacular guests. We're as as has become our tradition. We're not going to announce the guests yet, just because um, you know we like to have we like to have our core audience there for Max FunCon, folks who are there for the experience rather than just because you know they want to meet uh, you know some particular person, Jordan. No, it's mostly Jordan, right? But we're not announcing that I'm going to be there. No. Okay. Jordan's probably not going to be there. I don't know. I might have a thing. Yeah, you might have a thing. Sure. Who knows? Um, so they don't know about the Monty Python reunion? You guys don't jo- announce that, that yet? No, nah. don't. No. Don't. Come on. Just edit that out. I'll just edit what? that out. We haven't even told them about our re- our, our dead body reanimation technology. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so MaxFunCon.com. Um, it's going to be totally amazing. People have been asking for this since the first MaxFunCon. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm super excited about it. And on the subject of MaxFunCons, we actually, as of this recording anyway... There are a couple of slots for regular Max FunCon available um, that uh, just opened up. So if you want one of them, you can get it by emailing maxfuncon at gmail.com and include your telephone number. And Nick, our events director, will give you a telephone call. Um, it's literally just a couple of slots, but uh, email now and we can, we can slip you in uh, under the wire. Regular Max FunCon, June 1st through 3rd. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go.
Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. The guest, Matt Besser. I like I like that you're doing a sort of man of a thousand voices thing here. Really? Yeah. Yeah, you you've kind of transitioned from, you know, uh late eighties white guy, black guy voice, and now it's kind of a kind of an old crooner, kind of an More old fifties crooner. Yeah, this is sort of like a Dean Martiny type thing. I had on the uh, Improv for Humans forum the other day, somebody said, what was wrong with Matt Besser's voice? Is he well? He sounds younger. <laughs> I was like, why, why is sounding younger Well, you've sickness? seen the movie Jack with Robin Williams, right? I have not. What was the premise? Uh, oh, There's this guy who has an improv podcast. <laughs> right. And he uh, sounds... The winner didn't do well. No, oh, God. You know, maybe this doesn't work for that forum post i guess the premise of jack is that robin williams is a nine-year-old who looks like a 50-year-old is that what it is yeah i thought, that's I thought it was someone who big who... is no is that really what it is i think so no that's um <laughs> that's that's clifford that's benjamin button no i no, no. in clifford martin short is playing a literal child Cliff- and they don't address the fact that he looks uh, Clifford freakish. is pretty amazing, by the way. Yeah, Clifford's a crazy movie. Have you seen Clifford? No. Before? Is that a dog movie? No, this is a movie where with, uh, with Martin Short um, and uh, uh, what's his name? Charles uh, Grodin. Charles Grodin, known for his belligerent, belligerent straight man roles. And I, I thought it was some kind of weird thing, but it's uh, our friend Tom Sharpling's favorite movie, mm-hmm. or one of his favorite movies. And Tom convinced me to watch it mm-hmm. one day, and I so I did watch it, and it is in fucking sane. Basically, they someone convinced someone convinced someone with enough money to make a real movie. Like a show business Hollywood movie, right? That it was a good idea to have a movie that's like basically sort of problem child, or it's it's basically the setup is that there's a kid who's torturing his stepdad, right? Or would be stepdad, I think it is, um, and you know, putting him through the putting him through the paces until he finds until he learns how to be a real dad. I think, if, if I remember correctly, but the kid is played by a 40-ish year old Martin Short with no explanation at all. So it's not a we- it's not a deformed kid no, or some no, disease no. we're just supposed to buy that he's like 10 they could years have, old. they like it's the same movie. I mean it's not the same you don't get the same feeling from it but the script is the same as if it's just a child actor. And you know it's how like Dennis the Menace with Right, sure, but with an adult. And you know how sometimes Martin Short oh, there's is... also some weird molestation humor too. Like Martin Short tricks people into thinking Charles Grodin molested him. Like... Yes. There's lots of you know like you know how sometimes it... sometimes Martin Short is doing something that's so intense that you're not even really sure if it's funny or not. And you're just sort of tired after you watched it, but you also just kind of have to take your hat off to him and bow and just be like, Martin Short, you really took me on a journey. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because he committed so hard? Because he just committed so hard, and it really was something. Like, it wasn't... Like, it's not just that he committed so hard. I mean, not because anybody can commit so hard, but he committed so hard, and he so clearly had a really specific vision. What about John Travolta in Hairspray? Oh, sure. That just bugged the fucking shit out of me. 
<laughs> I was so god. I, it's not like I liked that movie anyway, but I'm a John Waters fan, and I was just like, why John Travolta? Like he did not make this role better, and well, why a man? Playing Clifford. It here's and, the thing. Like Clifford is. I mean, Clifford is both. There's a lot of things in it that I found legitimately bothersome and upsetting. Um, like uh, many of the things that uh, the character does to be annoying come through the screen and read as annoying to you, the viewer. <laughs> um, however, it is also it also has a lot of funny things happen in it, and I mean. It's it's sort of, I mean it's like Martin Short and Charles Grodin. I mean they're both like that as actors. Real people. And yes, they are both amazing at being like b- with both Grodin and Martin Short. There is an element to their success that is about it is amazing that they got to be real movie stars because their talent which is prodigious in both cases is so strange. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And this is a movie where they were, each of them was, in fact, I was going to say 10 out of 10, but this is the Martin Shortiest Martin Short shit. Like, Groden wow. is full-on Grodening. Like, this is like, you know, talk show appearance Groden. You know, this is r- full Groden. But Mar- Martin Short is like, it's insanity. Like, it's like that episode of Arrested Development he did that broke the whole <laughs> tone of the entire series. Like, it's like, it's insane. It Did is, he write it? I don't know if... I mean, he must yeah, have... Yeah, I don't know anything about the... He must have been involved. Clifford. I mean, he must have been involved mm-hmm. because who... I mean, how could otherwise... Do you think Do you think someone else wrote it and said, yeah, I see this as sort of a right. vehicle for 40-year-old, 37-year-old Martin Short to play this 12-year-old part? It does sound like uh, Eddie Murphy or Adam Sandler. I can do whatever the fuck I want. Yeah, I bet but you there was a. I bet you there was a thing where Martin Short was supposed to play the Charles Grodin role, and then pulled some sort no of weird way. Hollywood thing. Yeah, um, I, I read that about. Um, there's a Nicolas Cage movie that kind of came and went from theaters like famously fast last year called Trespass. Uh huh. And I guess um, you know it's this huge problems production. It hardly made any money. It cost some ludicrous amount to make, and part of that was because Nicolas Cage stopped shooting for two weeks. Because he wanted to throw everything away and start playing the villain. Like, he wanted to switch <laughs> roles with someone. Wow. So, That's yeah. That's a crazy out-of-control ego. That's sure. great. But, yeah, I could see this that as being the story of Clifford. Like, And Martin Short, I mean, every time I've heard Martin Short be interviewed and stuff, like, he seems like, uh, he does not seem like a madman at all. He seems like the sweetest, like, most decent, like, he really seems like a decent, like, nice man just with a really bold vision for what film can be. And he fucking lived it in this movie. And I can see why it's Tom's, why it's Tom's favorite movie, because, well, it's not my favorite movie. Um, <laughs> I found it by turns amazing and upsetting and annoying. It is, it is absolutely worth seeing. Like, it is, it's like nothing else you will ever see, because it is so the thing that it is, like... It will blow your mind. It's truly remarkable. All right, I'm sold. Okay, let's. Is that why you, why I'm here? Is you, yeah, that's why we brought okay, you in here. Okay, I'll watch it. 
we work for MGM Home Video, uh-huh. and they're like, listen, each week, take something from our catalog. Oh, this is the way you guys do ads now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We sell just talk one about person it. on renting a movie. Um, hey, it is a bad a business model. It is a very bad business but it's model. It's efficient. At least, right. you know, sure. at least you can guarantee one viewer. <laughs> right, exactly. We do have a straight talk for teens question Ooh, here, according okay. to our intern, Joe. So let's give it a listen. Hey, Jordan and Jesse. I think I need some advice. I was going to ask the Macboy brothers, but I think Jesse in particular could help me a bit better. My older- yeah, fuck them, right? <laughs> yeah, they're hilarious. <laughs> I think it could help me a bit better. My older brother is getting married in a few months, and I think I remember you saying that Teresa's family was much larger than yours, and that you're going to be uh, outnumbered, as it were, at your wedding. Well, the same is true here, uh, as there will be 150 of the bride's Armenian family members, and there will be about 20 people from my family member there. So uh, how did you handle your situation, and do you have any advice for him? Thanks. Did he say the wife's family is Armenian? Yeah, they're Armenians. I feel bad that Why I, did he throw that in there? Why was that important? I feel bad important? that I pointed out the race of everybody in my yeah, stories. Yeah, you did. Now this guy did it. So I'm like, well, thanks. You're making our show more racist. Well, is he implying that his side is Turkish? At least she's not Russian. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she'd be smoking throughout the whole wedding. Um, Yeah, are are Armenians known for having big families? Is that that an Armenian stereotype? Well, you've never seen my big, fat Armenian wedding. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Wow, 150 is a lot. It is. That's I'm, about wait, the so, size of a But what's this wedding? guy's fucking... What are you worried about? You're outnumbered? It's not a it's not, fight. Yeah, it's, like, it's enjoy, not a the, enjoy the well, wedding. That's actually the reason he mentioned that it's an Armenian wedding. There is a tradition at oh. the end of every Armenian wedding um, to have a knife fight. <laughs> right. That has dancing elements to it. There's elements of dancing. Well, during the chain sequence. Sure. During the chain fighting sequence. There's no sequence. killing. It's just... Slicing and gentle jabs. <laughs> yeah, are you? Jovial yeah, the fact jabs. that you, the fact that you're worried about being outnumbered by another race makes me think that my advice to you is become less racist. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, or just prepare yourself better for the coming race war. Sure, exactly. One or the other. Use your wife as a shield would be my advice. Oh yeah. What else is she for better and for worse? Well, he's the <laughs> brother. I mean, I think that he, it's his brother uh, that's getting attention. married. Yeah. Well, that's abundantly clear, Besser. <laughs> I got lost you in the too Armenian bu- part of it. <laughs> too busy. Once I heard Armenian. In your racist fever dream. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just circulate. There's probably some... some those, those Armenian women have, have big bottoms. Yeah, so that's all that's, he needs to be concerned with. Yeah. The more opportunity for him. Yeah, right? Weddings are fuck fests, my right, friend. Right, that's, that's what you don't want there as family members. Yeah, right, exactly. I think this is to your benefit. Just like, you know, try and, try and fuck all our sorority sisters yeah, or something. the odds are in your favor. Yeah, stop being racist. Learn Stick about it the in Armenian, Armenian genocide so you can sound yeah. empathetic. Memorize some System of a Down songs. Exactly. Those guys are all Armenian. You should uh, get like a lapel pin that has a picture of the nation of Turkey with a red line through it. Yes. And then you're fucking good as mm. gold. Mm. Turkey jokes will be a great way to open any toast. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think if anyone, if anyone, like, here's the thing. Your brother who's getting married, I think that there is a certain extent to which the gr- the bride and groom want to have similar-ish number, like, 
that you don't want it to just be the bride's wedding or the groom's wedding. And if you have 150 of one side and 20 of the other, it's way out of whack, and you have to try and balance it out with at least neutral with parties. drifters. <laughs> yeah. Just inviting drifters. Um, however, isn't humans? it all percentages, though? Like, if I have 30 friends, my wife has 200 friends, and I have 30 friends to the wedding, I have 100% of my friends there. Oh, yeah, sure. Oh. Right? You're using math to solve this right. problem. To gain the upper hand. Yeah, I mean... That's what marriage is about. Gaining the, the upper hand. Here's the important thing. Wear boots and just have a knife in your boot, just in case. <laughs> when shit goes down, yeah, you'll be ready. Yeah. Once they get that, that Armenian glint in their eye, they're going to charge like a, your, like a shih tzu off a Japanese emperor. Keep your back to the wall and keep your eye on the door. Sure. I think it's going to be fine. Look, it's your br- it's not even your wedding. I think you're going to be fine. Yeah. yeah. What? Speaking of which, what guy that's not in a you know being married worries about a wedding? That's that's. I'm. I don't want to be misogynist here, but that's for that's sure. the woman's job is to We're worry about wedding. Trying about. to focus on racism, right? Yeah. This we'll guy is the next episode. Yeah, exactly. This guy is. So we're saying that this guy is a racist pussy. I think, look, I think you're... I I feel like you invented a problem, dude. I think ultimately... What's the actual problem here? I think ultimately your focus focus here should be on the fact that while while you're outnumbered in the sense that your family is much smaller than the other family, the numbers favor you in the sense uh, that you are... That there are many more ladies that aren't related to you. Sure. Uh, than there are for the other team. And there are many a beautiful Armenian lady uh, walking this fine earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the competition. Who's getting laid at, yep. at the reception? Yeah, sure. It shouldn't be, yeah, who has who has more family to share stories with? We should also Fuck mention, that. We should also mention that most Armenian weddings do have a who's getting laid at the reception competition uh, yeah. <laughs> that ends in a chain fight. Wow. <laughs> Um, so just so a, you know, what a beautiful culture, it what is, a beautiful, it's a really beautiful rich, culture steeped in, if history. all you knew about it was keeping up with the Kardashians and, yeah. you know, the protests against the Armenian genocide and system of a down and, and surge, so tank, things surge tankin. yeah, from system of a down and our college friend, Carrie Masseragin. then, sure. you know, then you really have a lot to learn about knife fights, chain fights, Beautiful women at weddings. Mm-hmm. Um, just a whole panoply of, of different stuff you can learn about. Hmm. I think it's really great. Sounds like a real panoply. Yeah. yeah. It's a panoply. <laughs> this is going to be a great panoply. He's the bassist for System of a Down, right? <laughs> well, Surge, Tonkin, and Panoply. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Matt Besser, the guest. Wow, that you really you went from one racial extreme to the other. What what race was that? Oh, I thought that was um, like Asian handjob lady. Oh, oh, was that Bjork? I think that was you being racist. Oh wow. I was just doing a perfect impression that of was... my grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> giving a hand job. It was an Asian lady who gave a hand job. Um, when something momentous happens to you and our listening audience, we ask that you share it with us here at MaximumFun.org. And Jordan Jesse go for a segment called Momentous Occasions. The telephone number to call us, 206-984-4FUN. The email address at which to email us, JJGo 
at MaximumFun.org. The calls we have already received. Let's go to the tape. Hey, Jordan, just to go. This is Ben from Minneapolis. I just called with a moment of I was just walking down the streets in Minneapolis and saw a, what appeared to be a blind man wearing dark sunglasses and had a white cane walking around the walls, walking along the wall trying to open a door and then eventually walking into a strip club. So I just thought that was pretty momentous and I thought I'd give you a call. Thanks. Okay, I get what he's implying there, but you know, it's, it's not all about watching the strippers. There's it's an about auditory. Ta- it's about talking to them, learning their stories, yeah, and smelling the perfumes. Sure, exactly. Plus the jams. The sweat. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Journey and, and Guns N' Roses. Yeah, oh, yeah, so Guns N' Roses, Def Leppard. Where are you going to go up we and should, chill out and cheer some Def Leppard? We should, explain, we should explain that uh, Matt and Jordan have exclusively visited strip clubs in 1985. <laughs> now, Jesse. You have insulted me twice yeah. with the 80s today. <laughs> I'm sorry if I'm older than you guys, but that's where I lived a majority of my life. To be fair, I think that uh, I think that strip clubs are kind of caught. I mean, that yeah. was their heyday. I think that if you went, <laughs> I think that these strip club playlists in 1985 and these strip club playlists now are pretty much the same. Yeah, maybe LMFAO is in there somewhere. When uh, I got, and of course Adele. When we <laughs> when we first got the UCB theater in New York City, rolling in the deep. Sure, <laughs> and you know some of those strippers might have different body types and they want to be encouraged you know they don't want to hear you know uh wayfish bon jovi nope no singing they want to hear a gal who is you know who's real you know who's real absolutely it's good for their body types real (laughs) (laughs) tiny furniture was funny hi jordan jesse go this is george from la for the momentous occasion I'm right now staring at what appears to be Rick Martino from YouTube.com. <laughs> and I can tell this because there's signs all over this corner of Santa Monica Boulevard. An evil act by animal control, Rick Martino Pigeons, YouTube.com. And this story has a tragic instead of funny ending because it appears that Rick Martino lives in a pile of Rick Martino, YouTube.com, placards and signboards. Just want to let you guys know. I feel like I'm from a different planet. I have no idea. <laughs> uh, what he I mean, was this is a about. long-running uh, joke or segment. On, hey, uh, sorry, Jessica. Matt, if they didn't have Rick Martino in the '80s. <laughs> who is Rick Martino? <laughs> he is a crazy guy from West Hollywood who puts up all these really, really bizarre signs, uh-huh. and I first ran into him i was in just like a kinko's and he had all these flyers put out that said rick martino youtube.com uh you know italian oh italian american and then the headline was need help and it was just all this stuff and i thought that was weird so we talked about that and then he recently started a campaign because i guess the city is killing his pet pigeons so he's putting up all these flyers around west hollywood about like the city is unjustly killing my pigeons. YouTube.com. Rick Martin. And he doesn't have like a, a channel. It's just YouTube.com. So we did is search he like for Grizzly his. Grizzly Adams, like he, 
the city's pigeons are under his control. Yeah, I think he's a he's probably I think it's a maybe like a non-famous Mike Tyson situation. Ah, he is. Or maybe he just pigeons. considers all pigeons his pets and anytime a pigeon is killed. I think it's the latter. Probably. From what I've read in the Los Angeles Times about Rick Martino, mm. I believe it's the latter. Sure. Um, yeah, he's and what's interesting is he does have some stuff on youtube.com. There are so we watched uh, on one episode of you this got program. Some stuff on there, huh? Yeah, we did. <laughs> Keep getting rejected. Yeah, I know. But well, you got to sell it in the pitch. I mean, this guy's putting out the flyers. He's yeah. putting in the time, building buzz. Yeah, <laughs> or, or right the coup. Um, yeah, I mean the the guys take. He's got a, an extended. Hey Jesse, very well, maybe you should artsy. be making bird jokes on this episode sorry. at least. Sorry. Yeah. Put geez. it off a couple of episodes, then get back on the birds. Okay. Sorry. Hello, Jordan and Jesse and guest. Um, my name's Jason, and I have a momentous occasion or a moment of shame. I'm not really sure. I am at work, and I've been drinking caffeine all day. And I was so caffeinated that when I was downstairs in um, the common area, I high fived the refrigerator for no reason whatsoever. And just yelled out, yeah, really loud. And I don't even know if there's anybody else in the cafe or not, but um, I don't know why I did that. So, again, either a moment of occasion or a moment of shame. You decide. Thank you. Love the show. A moment of shame without question. Sure. I think just calling in <laughs> and saying... I'm not sure if it's a momentous occasion or a moment of shame qualifies in and of itself as a moment of shame. I think, yeah, I think so too. <laughs> right? I think he needs to look up momentous occasion. <laughs> we have loosened the definition. That's I mean, it's very loose. Yeah. High fiving the fridge? When we're accepting something like Rick Martino, just seeing Rick Martino sitting on a pile of boxes, that's just a sad thing you saw. <laughs> um, but isn't a momentous occasion something that you're kind of proud of and it just affects your life in a big way? Yeah, I mean, is he- it always good or is it sometimes negative? It's almost always good. I mean, yeah, that's what I thought. This is a happy show. Yeah, yeah. you know. I, I mean, apart from murdering a bird with oh. a dustpan. So, so, I, so I guess it's all relative. If instead if, of bandaging if, if, achieve, if achieving a high five with a fridge is something he's been working on right. for a while and not right. been able to do, like he's been building up to it. His mentor has been guiding him. All I, I, for all I know, this guy's armless. Yeah. <laughs> so high five. In any way, just he need, he can't do it. The human he needed to start out with inanimate objects. He needs so a blind this... guy to lead him into the strip club. Yeah, because he can't open the door himself. So wait, I don't. You don't know. I don't. What does caffeine have to do with it? Does this guy not know what caffeine does? Does it just cause yeah, you to it sounds goof like around? He thinks caffeine or shrooms are caffeine. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know that's entirely possible. My concern is that he does seem to work in a cafe. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, that could be a catastrophic. He might be. Yeah, he might be confusion. Someone just asked for a. Oh, I'll just take a large drip, and then he just doses them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> LSD. Well, we have one more momentous occasion. We'll see if it. We'll see if it redeems. Hello, gentlemen. This is Anna in New York, and I have a momentous occasion. I was sitting with my friend outside of a bar, and. A man walking a dog, it was an English bulldog, and the man looked like an English bulldog too. He was walking the English bulldog, and the English bulldog was on a skateboard. It was amazing. I hope you guys have a good day. Bye. Was on a what? A ski board? 
Now, that would be amazing, because on the streets of New York, skiing on the streets of New York City, that's something. What do you say? A skateboard? A skateboard. I've seen that. That's uh, that's on the internet. It's all over the internet. Come on. Jordan, don't let the internet fucking... I'm jaded. Jordan, we're on the internet. I know, and if I saw me... On a skateboard. (laughs) ...walking down the street... Jordan, you are enacting... You are currently enacting the... You're enacting what's wrong with the internet. It ruins things for people. No, yeah, okay. When you guys see like a dog on a skateboard, that kind of scenario, don't the first thing you think is, is that really, does that dog really enjoy that? <laughs> yeah. Is he yeah, really sure. into that? I don't know. There's the, at, at the, sometimes once in a while we'll take, we'll take our dogs to doggy daycare, you know? And at the dog daycare, they have, um, they have a class where you teach your dog to run on a treadmill. Mm-hmm. Which is like what you do if your dog needs exercise. Yeah, you don't want any Adele type dogs. <laughs> right. No, it's you need a svelte, a svelte Bon Jovi of a dog. And on the one hand, I mean, on the one hand, it's like you can't even walk your dog. Like that's where you're at right now. On the other hand, I do like the idea of a dog using gym equipment. <laughs> I have to admit that I do like that. That does. I mean, I don't. I think even if I'd seen it on the internet, the only way a dog would use gym equipment is to eat at the end of using that, which seems (laughs) antithetical. Um, One of the saddest animal on thing videos I've ever seen is there's a guy who puts a llama on a surfboard, and that. Like oh, and a lot. If you think about think that. about the a, the face of a llama. This is not an expressive face. It's a yeah. <laughs> it's a tiny face. But the terror no idea is so palpable in that video. Anyway, really, it's very stressful. Yeah, it's like, like it, watching Paranormal Activity. Like I can uh, I think of a giraffe. Like you think giraffes ever get like a really stressed out look in their face? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, well, I mean, if it's you usually, put them on a surfboard, it's reserved for one or two moments in their life. One or two worst moments in the lives of those long neck horse animals. Mm-hmm. Cheetah. Yeah, cheetah attack. Jaguar. Asshole put you on surfboard. But even what the, about like, a even polar the, bear? But even the what cheetah? Do you think? What but about, even the cheetah, that's like normal. That happens a few no, times a week, so you just fucking about, deal with it. You if don't you're a giraffe, get freaked out. It's worse to be put say, on the surfboard. Talk to me for a second. Let's just say you're a giraffe. Mm-hmm. You've got your teeth, you've got your blue tongue sticking out as you're pulling in some uke leaves. Yeah, really high up. And then there's a fucking polar bear. What do you do? You flip the fuck out. No, first I'm like, what is a polar bear doing in this terrain? Right, that's why you're flipping out. You're like, is this an episode of Lost? <laughs> why do I know about that, being a giraffe? Then you wonder about that. Yeah. <laughs> then you're like, like I should I not. Lost? When did I, I watch the TV? I should not have ordered a plain, regular drip coffee at that cafe because it it's tasted terrible. I think true. I'm and a I've giraffe been feeling now. weird ever since. <laughs> am I a giraffe or am I a stoner <laughs> tripping? I can't remember. That sounds weird. When this you say archive giraffe, is amazing. Giraffe, giraffe, giraffe. <laughs> Am I in an African tundra or at the Grateful Dead archive? <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. 
And I'm Matt Besser. Wait a minute. (laughs) Holy mackerel. For a second, I thought we were being visited by the ghost of legendary DJ Wolfman Jack. Wolfman Jack. (laughs) Holy moly. Holy moly. You truly are the man of a hundred voices. Wolfman Jack coming to you on John Jesse Go. Well, it's been a lot of fun to have you on the show, Oh, Matt. my God. <laughs> I just ripped my throat out doing that last session. Um, yeah. That, hey, that's Jordan Jesse Go for you, folks. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Matt Besser, of course, the uh, host, one of the improvisers on the All Improvised Improv for Humans podcast, which you can find online at earwolf.com. That's right. That's... Uh, did you just say that? The number four in one word, improv for humans. Improv for humans. There's four improvisers. There are. And so and they're doing different they're doing different bits. They're doing different characters, different little stories. And the great part is they're making it all up as they go along and it's a magical experience to listen to. There's no bullshit writing. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. This is this is gonna be some your this is gonna be your one of your new favorite things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is gonna be tremendous. Yeah, if Aaron Sorkin wants to get involved, you say take a hike, Sorkin. Yeah. Take yeah. your writing your to sw- HBO. Down some long hall you're walking down. Yeah. <laughs> take your writing to Jeff Daniels. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Someone who appreciates <laughs> it. <laughs> Um. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's oh, all. Can got. I say about Freak Dance, my movie? Yeah, sure. of course, absolutely. Yeah, I'm going to be touring with Freak Dance, the movie that I worked on. With this a is lot your of the UCB. This is an all. This is a movie comedy movie musical that is uh, sort of uh, in the in the vein of the we've all got to get together and save the community center. Yes. Um. You know, it goes with those archetypes. I. I I think what, what Rocky Horror did to Frankenstein movies, we did do to dance movies, hopefully. We created our own little weird world and made a musical out of it. But a lot of the UCB people are in it, and it's a fun movie. I'm going to be going up the East Coast, starting in Atlanta and going to Jacksonville and going all the way up to uh, you know Boston, about 10 cities. So go to mattbesser.com or Freak Dance Movie to find out which cities those are. Oh, that is and support awesome. support us. Thanks. It's a, that's a cool thing for people to for people to get to, especially in especially in places in the southeast where they don't where stuff like this doesn't isn't happening every day, and it's like cool to get to go out to see something like that, meet the other people that are into this kind of cool stuff. Yeah, check yeah. out a cool movie, meet Matt Besser. Yeah, I sincerely hope that's true. Like we, I, I saw that Crispin Glover did kind of a tour like this, and Kevin Smith's done a tour like this. I, I think that's a cool idea just to do these little one-offs in, in cities throughout the whole United States. We should also mention that like the Crispin Glover movie, your entire cast is developmentally disabled. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and also you're crazy. <laughs> like Crispin Glover. And you have a four-hour PowerPoint presentation that you're going to be giving. I heard about that. At every, at every stop. Um, well, Matt, it's it, as always a delight to have you on the program. Thanks, guys. It's good to go with you. Um, <laughs> will you be our steady? Yeah. Um, Max Fun Con East tickets about to go on sale. We've got a couple, just a couple of regular Max Fun Con tickets for June. Um, and we'll see you next time on. Oh, hey, our, our meetup's coming up May 10th. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, uh, May 11th, I think it is. No, May 10th. That was it May 10th? Okay. You're yeah, right. it's May 10th. 
Oh, uh, yeah. May 11th is when I'm doing a Brent Weinbach's video game music podcast at the UCB. There you go. Nice. Which you can come to. Absolutely. Me and, and Brent, Brent Weinbach will be presenting different video game uh, songs from uh, the 8 and 16-bit eras, and I will be trying to guess what they are. <laughs> and failing. <laughs> yeah. Almost certainly. I, yeah. I will fail on the, non, uh, the non-Street Fighter. Uh, Brent, Brent Weinbach is very serious about his video game music. There is <laughs> no doubt about it. Brent Weinbach is one of the funniest people that I've ever known, like a genuinely brilliant stand-up comedian. Very, very passionate and serious about video game music. Mm-hmm. A man just driven by his belief in the video game music genre. Yeah. <laughs> I say go see that. that so is yeah, not to Friday be night, May 11th at the UCB in LA. This is a powder keg you're going to want to see explode. <laughs> a powder keg of entertainment. Right. Um, yeah. It, this is, uh, but we're meeting up all over the country. There are, on, on our forum right now, we have a list of meetups. Not just our meetup with uh, Aaron and Brian from Throwing Shade uh, that's happening here in Los Angeles, but meetups all over the country of Max Funsters who are uh, going to the uh, going to the This American Life screening on the tenth, and then getting together largely but not exclusively at various franchises of Buffalo Wild Wings. Oh man, that's great! I'm super glad we got that off the ground. <laughs> Every movie theater has a Buffalo Wild Wings by it. It's perfect. Everyone can have the same experience. We can all get six boneless Asian zings. Jesse, this is a great idea. It's a, it's a pretty solid idea. 10 o'clock Charlie. happy hour. $3 drafts, $3 wells. All the Till close. All the college games. <laughs> all, all the college games. We'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jesse Go. Hi, I'm Justin McElroy. I'm Travis McElroy. I'm Griffin McElroy. We're three brothers. It's not a coincidence. We have a show. It's called My Brother, My Brother Me. It's an advice show for the modern era. Uh, sometimes we also take questions from the Yahoo Answer Service. Hey, guys, how many push-ups does it take to look like a werewolf? <laughs> <laughs> That's a fine question, Griffin. We'll answer that one and so much more, including questions from readers about love and navigating the waters of society. Subscribe on iTunes or get it online at MaximumFun.org. We're brothers. We're experts. And we're sorry. 